0: Hi, and welcome back to The Abnormal Christian. I'm Brad Mason. I'm here with my wife, Natasha Mason. Hello. And we are back again for another wonderful episode. Hopefully, it's a wonderful episode. Um, we're still kind of um, reeling a little bit. We're coming off of a short vacation that we took this week. I was off all week no, from work. No, not too hard. No. These, uh, these podcasts, um, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, again, I thank you. I appreciate your uh, giving us your attention. Uh we're both well employed, thanks to the Lord. He gave us good jobs. Um so the podcast is not where we make our money. We don't uh, we don't get to make a lot of finances here, and that's okay. Um because I don't really have that expectation. Um so it's it's good for us, I think, you know, to, to have the opportunity to just kind of discuss things. Uh we went out of town this weekend. We went to a local uh the coast. Topsail uh, island. As some some folks call it at. the coast they don't call it the beach because the beach is kind of worldly so they call it the coast so uh, the christian coast so that's where we went to the coast no but we okay. went to the beach we had a good time uh just spent a little bit of time at the ocean kind of getting a look at things uh i i one of the questions we had or that i asked her was um why do people always why are people drawn to kind of gravitate toward the coast and the beach why do they go there i mean
1: I think that and like big mountains and it's just, um, well, at least for me, it's a reminder of God's creation. I I I was sitting out on the porch. I just sat out there when it was really nice on Friday and just closed my eyes and listened and felt and just felt surrounded by God. Not that I'm saying most people have that, but I don't
0: know. Well, I think we we're, you know, the Bible says that, uh, creation declares the glory of God and so uh, that was a question i kind of asked you when you look at it and you see the vast the expansiveness of the ocean right you could see uh, miles in all, any direction you could see all you know you see all this and you just it, it blows my mind that somebody would sit there and look at it and say oh man this is this all just happened by chance this was man this is a lucky mistake you know i mean that all of life came into being and there's all these things living in this ocean and you know the ecosystem of the ocean is just as alive as what's on the land it's it's crazy to think of all the fish and things that live in the ocean biggest uh was it the biggest animal biggest mammal blue, blue whale? whale yeah it, mammal it's not a mammal the, the, but anyway uh, but the biggest uh, creature to animal. ever live uh, right to ever live that they know of is like the blue whale something in the ocean is gigantic and huge. So. Um, there's so much out there, you know, in the ocean that God has created that we don't even get to see. It's kind of underneath. We're just kind of standing looking over the top. And it would be easy to look at it and go, wow, this is a lot of water. It's it's really awesome that this just happened out of nowhere, but not to know all the life that's underneath, you know. So I think it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. I think we just go to these places because we, granted, we want to get away from the world. We want to get away from people uh we want to get away from people but we go to the beach where there are a lot of people well
1: we try to go to a beach where there's not a lot of people
0: yeah we do we, we're not into the big um
1: commercial yeah there's a lot of more beaches. commercialized
0: beaches than the ones that we go to we t- tend to enjoy the uh the quiet time the fishing and the you know just kind of having some time alone and praying and things like that and the good times to do it so well, that's that's kind of what we did hey we just got back from that so we're still a little bit off of that we're still have our beach uh our beach uh, mentality going we got our feet up and we're just kind of enjoying mm-hmm. right so uh some of that we're just we were talking and discussing what kind of topics are we going to talk about because um, we always seem to come to this, we want to come to it with different topics, and I think the the Messianic viewpoint that I always want to, hmm, I kind of try to point to, it's not so much Messianic as it is the, uh, the way that Yeshua, uh, Jesus lived, right? The things that Jesus did, the things that Jesus said, and the way he talked, and the way he, him, him, the way he, he himself lived. Um, and I think when we look at the, uh, we talk about so much about um, how we live in this world. Uh, one of the things that I'd, I'd mentioned this week to a friend of mine was the um, the persistent thoughts that I have around separation. Oops, uh, around separation from the world itself, uh, separating myself from um, the things of the world. You know, and I think uh, as Christians, we we talked about how in the last couple of episodes we were trapped in Egypt, right? And we're we're in Egypt, and if Egypt wants us, the Pharaoh wants us to work on the Sabbath, we don't have much choice. If, um, you know, if Pharaoh wants us to, uh, there's a lot of things in this world that are are thrust upon us. And, you know, we're driving down the highway and there's billboards everywhere and um, there's advertisement in your face. And if you're in the social media realm at all, there's ads on everything and um, agendas and ideas are being pushed on us. And so there's a lot that we don't have control over. Um, But there's a huge amount of information that we're putting in our, our heads and our bodies that we do have control over. And I think, you know, the the Bible says he's talking about Babylon and he says, oh, come out of my people for the time has come to judge Babylon. Um, and there are some people who believe that uh, near the end of the age, near the end of the world, whatever you want to call it. That um, that Babylon is the system. It's the system of the world. It's it's this uh, one world. If you think back, uh, think of the Tower of Babel when they were trying to do that. It was all mankind, all speaking one language, trying to build a tower to heaven so they could impress God or whatever they were trying to do there. You know, Um, and then later on, Babylon comes along and is just just conquering nations and it is setting up these uh, a lot of. religious idolatry and false idols and there's just so much of that uh, and so the Babylon the system um, of the government running the people is, is still pervasive in the world today and so the scripture's telling us oh come out of her my people for the time has come to judge Babylon and we look at it and we go eh, I don't really want to come out of her because I really like it here you know if this is the it's the same story if you look at lot and his wife when they were told to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah um They were, I want to say, Lot's wife was probably a little more apprehensive about it than Lot was because she's the one who turned around and looked back. Remember the scripture said? Mm -hmm. He said, If you turn around and look back, I'm going to turn you into a pillar of salt. And he's basically saying, You need to run and get out of there as quick as you can because you don't need to love that. That place is wicked. Get out of it. And so when they left and they ran, Lot didn't look back. But his wife, she turned around and she took a glance. Like it was something in her said, Oh, I'm going to miss that place. And immediately, she's a pillar of salt because she was disobedient. Um, and so I think we look at the world that we live in And you could compare it in so many ways Especially the United States I love the United States of America Was born here This is my place This is my uh, earthly home country You know, whatever you want to call it um, But when I look at the system of the, the government That we set up here I don't even understand how we get to the point That we're at today I don't um, You know, I know this is a, a religious podcast But this has a lot to do with it Because this country was founded Based upon religious principles and beliefs Um It, it was Christianity I won't say it was a Christian-driven government because they were all—they all had the different viewpoints on the Bible. Those uh, the early founders did, but it was—it was based on the principles of God's word. So we look at it, and you wonder how did we get to the point where we are today, to where our government is demanding uh, that we don't even bother uh, we don't, we can't pray here. And there. you know, people bring up the prayer in school thing. Kids can still pray in school. I mean, it just can't be organized. They, in some, they can read their Bible. It just can't be organized. And so how do we get to the point where the government is saying, um, you know, you Christians are bad people. You can't do that. Uh, it it doesn't make sense to me. So I saw an article this week from George Washington university. They're going to have, they have this, uh, 15 different classes. Uh, I won't say electives, that uh, you can sign up for and you can take. I don't think they're required, but uh, one of the classes that they're going to have is something called Christian Privilege. It's uh, very similar to white privilege, but it's about how Christians are privileged above everybody else, how how society is slanted toward us. Well,
1: yes, we are.
0: We are privileged, and this was, that was the point I would made when I read it. I said, man, that's, uh, yeah, we're privileged. We had the God of all the universe, uh, became flesh, became a man, came to earth, became sin, and died on a cross for us, and then rose from the grave to show us that he could conquer that. And that gave us hope that we would have everlasting life. And all he ever said was we had to believe in him, put our faith, hope, and trust in him, and we can have that. So, yeah, when it comes to us versus the world, this is all you really need to know about Christian privilege. That's the whole sum of it is that, um, you know, we escape escape the wrath of God. We will escape the punishment of, uh, you know, rejecting the Holy Spirit and rejecting His Son. We escape that. So that's our privilege. That's it. And that's about the extent of our privilege. Um, I was telling my wife last week, I saw that uh, India right now, if you're listening in India, we're praying for India. I and I know I am. Um, But they're going through some massive persecution with the church. Um, they are killing people who are who are converting from Hinduism to Christianity um, because they see Christianity as a threat to their own personal their religion. This was the the communist um, before communism took over China, uh, they were able to worship who they wanted to whatever they wanted to and when communism came into China the first one of the first things they did was shut down anything that seemed to be church or any kind of religion. They shut it out because communism is so anti communism's atheist by the way it's very anti god it's very anti because the, they believe the government should be the ultimate uh authority in your life and that the government is going to take care of you from the cradle to the grave and that the government is going to provide you your bread and the government's going to give you your work and the, you know uh it it is a um it is a it's a system of slavery um because you the, you belong to the government. You can't do anything without telling the government. And if you do something, the government finds out about it. Uh, you, there are countless stories of, of Chinese uh, churches we saw this week. There were two major churches. I think it was two major churches. It might be more. I'd have to go back and read the article. But there were major churches in China this week that were demolished. They, they blew them up, basically. Um, the communists, I think, I want to say back in the early 2000s, they had agreed to let the Catholic Church come into China. Um, but now they're, they're clamping back down and they're clamping back down on all religion in China. And they're trying to really, um, they're trying to kick it back out again in every, every single form. Um, there it's, it's this idea. And this is the, this is the, the wonderful thing about America going back to America where we're at. Um you know, talk about separation from the world, these people in these other countries are willing to put their life on the line. You know that something is against the law. You know that something can lead to your death. You know that you doing it is going to get you in trouble. But you you want it so much, and you believe it so much, and you trust it so much that you're willing to give your own life and put your own life out there. So...
1: Well, I don't think many of us would be willing to do that.
0: No, I don't. It's America. And I think... um, If that kind of – if it came here, if that kind of idea and that mentality came here and it came down to – you know, and you look at the Scripture and it it talks about um – in the last days, there's rumors of wars, right? And there's uh, it's brothers and uh, brothers against brothers and kingdoms against kingdoms, stuff like that. And when you look at China, it's a country like that, if you're a neighbor, say your neighbor is completely um, communist, they're sold into it, they're bought into it 100%, they're an atheist, and you are a closet Christian, you're trying to keep your life and you're trying to serve God and you're trying to worship God um, as you think, you know, as the scripture sees fit. You have to worry about your neighbors ratting you out, and you have to worry about your friends and family telling on you. Um, because they know, hey, he's having secret Bible studies at his house, or he's going to a secret Bible study. You know, that's against the law. Um, And I think when we look at, and this is the the world. The world doesn't look at us, mm, the world looks at us with pity if there's anything that the world looks at the church with or are believers in Christ, it's with pity because they look at us as stupid people. They're just like, man, those people are really stupid. And I think when it comes down to it, they look at it and say, mm, they really don't understand how bad they're hurting their They're believing something that's not true. Atheism, there is no God. So, you know, I need to help them. I'm going to tell on them So that maybe they can get help. And I think a lot of times, maybe that's where those people come from. But I think in the long run, you wind up, those people wind up being persecuted because somebody has, uh, I don't want to say stuck their nose into something, but they've assumed the wrong thing. Um, because it's uh, you know it's this war between us and the spiritual realm What we were talking about. I watch uh, Netflix. I'm just bringing a lot of stuff into this today. Um, so I watch Netflix. I watch a show called Stranger Things. If you've seen it on Netflix, you probably I'll enjoyed it. It's a very um, 80s centric type show. Has a lot of 80s influences and just a lot of things remind me of my childhood. The imagination, you know, that I, I just as a kid I remember having. And so I've enjoyed it. And there's this two there's these two worlds, and it's a spoiler if you hadn't seen. i on tell it anyway but there's two worlds that uh are kind of battling each other you have the world that we live in and then the world they call the upside down and it's supposedly the opposite uh a different realm or dimension of this world
1: yeah it's like um
0: the upside down of this yeah, world
1: it's hard to explain if you've not seen it what? but it's like the same thing but scarier
0: right yeah there's no life there everything is dead it's all gray it's really but it looks Monsters like this world right and- And there's monsters, and there's this big monster, and he's trying to get into our world. And so they're trying to keep him out. And that's the basic gist of the story. I don't really have to tell you a lot more about it. But the conversation that I had with my wife was is that those guys who made that are so close to almost having it correct. Because it's not the – the spiritual world that's around us is not the opposite of what we have in this physical world. It's not the upside down of this. It's on top of us. Um, We don't see those things that are around us. The Bible says, no, you're not that you wrestle against flesh and blood. but We're not wrestling against – uh, some situations are not about me and somebody else fighting and arguing. It's about the spiritual influence that might be influencing us to have these disagreements and, and arguments and fights. So, these things I look and I see in China and India where there's persecution of the church. Those things are really spiritual. There's a spirit driving all of that, um, and it's the, you know the scripture says that Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy, and that's the, and honestly he goes in that order. He's going to steal everything from you. He comes to try and kill you, and then he tries to destroy everything that's left. And, and it is a systematic idea of I can potentially wipe all of this, you know, this uh, Jesus loving Christianity off of the earth, and and you know, it's
1: like I, you don't have anything left. No, surely, he, surely he tries to leave you with nothing. Still love Jesus.
0: No, exactly, and he'll he'll do that from your life. He'll try to rob everything you have, and so you know. When I was talking about this, uh, this going back to the separation type thing and thinking about how we can separate ourselves from the world, and I don't really know. You know, I guess the better question that I have is, what does that look like in my own life? What does that mean? Um, because I remember we talked about when I was a kid. You know, I grew up in a really strict church type setting. Um, Independent Fundamental Baptists, the IBF. They were uh, not saying anything bad about them, uh, but they were definitely a very strict. It was a strict raising because you know we didn't go to the movies. You we weren't supposed I think to watch TV. We were TV. talking
1: about how church rules. Right, were, was put forth as biblical rules even though it was never mentioned in the Bible
0: right and I, and, and I don't think that's meant I don't think that was meant out of maliciousness from the churches or the or the pastors or the preachers I think they're just doing the best they could to they were looking and saying hey we can separate ourselves from the world by XYZ we can Our we, dress, right or, we don't go to the movies we don't watch TV we don't participate we don't go to the bar we don't do, you know when I was growing up we didn't even go to a restaurant that had a bar We didn't. it's not that we were going to the bar you just didn't even visit a restaurant that had a bar in it it didn't matter if it was in the back in the corner you didn't go there because that was we're not going to put ourselves we're not going to support that you know um, and I think over the last 20-30 years we really relaxed on that the church really relaxed on that and we said that doesn't really affect me so I'm I'm not drinking no I'm not so it's, it's not that big of a deal um, you know and I think this is where we fall in this is the trap that I think we fall into we can't uh, we we always want to tell people if you're a Christian you're going to tell people that there are there's black and white there's right and wrong there's good and bad there we, we like to say there is no gray area but the truth but is but that's what we live in we live in the gray area because we compromise uh, even the smallest compromises you know I mean. And it's tough. We we all have to make those decisions. You know, it's easy to. And I I don't envy preachers or pastors at all. I told my wife this before. I don't. They have a tough job to do, um, and they are they're scrutinized relentlessly, probably by more people than I am every day, um, because they have to get up there and they have to give the gospel. They have to give the word of God as as best as they can understand it, and as best as the Holy Spirit will explain it to them. And they've got a you know they've got people just relentlessly on them about that. But they don't have the choice to um, to play in the gray area as much as I think the, the members of the church think they do. Um, because we, we go out and we're like, well, you know, I don't go up there and preach. So I'm not telling people, you don't go here. So, you know, but I think at one point the, the, the preachers of the churches said, Hey, it's easy for us just to point it out. Everybody knew. And this goes back to sin, what we talked about sin, right? Everybody knew at some point what sin was, and everybody was able to kind of, Point a finger at it and say, "Yeah, that's sin. We shouldn't do that." Hey, going down there to the uh, the juke joint and getting drunk. You know, this go back to the twenties and thirties. Going down there and Billy Sunday going down there and getting drunk is a sin. Billy Sunday would would knew uh, would know because before he got converted, he had been. I think he was an alcoholic. Um, so he knew where sin was, and he would, didn't have a problem getting up there and saying, you drunkards, you sinners, you need to stop doing that. You need to stop messing with that. You need to get right with God. You need to con- repent of your sin. But now we don't do that because we're afraid we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. We're going to say, mm, yeah, I really don't want to tell them that getting drunk is wrong. It's not my place. It's not my business. It's not, you know— um, And so we we let sin, I want to say we let sin slide. We give it a pass, and we stop using the three-letter word. We don't say sin no more. We say bad behavior or stuff like that. And so the question is, really, at what point do we, and I'm talking to me, too, and to us, at what point do we decide there's things that we're going to draw in the line, hard lines that we're going to draw? I mean, you know, um, when I was growing up, we didn't watch R-rated movies. That was just because you know it's violent, it's going to have nudity, it's going to have uh, images and, and language, things you don't need to hear. Would I let my kids listen to it? No, absolutely not. Then why should I subject myself to that? You know, I think sometimes it would be easier for us to... Um,
1: well, because uh, I'm older and I know better.
0: Well, that's, that's what, what we, we tell I can handle it, right? You know? Um, but I think sometimes it would behoove us to, uh, look at things from a child's perspective before we do it. Even as adults, is this going, would I, would I let my children do this? this is the argument I had with you one time. I think I told you about music in the car. Mm -hmm. And I said, if I don't want my children listen to it, why would I even play it? Why would I listen to it? And Lord knows that if I think it's inappropriate for children, why would I have it on in the car while they're in the car? That makes no sense to me. And so we, uh, they're not really listening. No, but yeah, they are. You know, there was a, I want, there. There was a video. Was it a video we saw of a rap star, and I'll bring it up, but I won't mention names. Um, Why not? Because I just don't. I'm not doing it so out our, there.
1: Our daughter really loves this Christian rapper, and he's coming to town. Yes. Soon, and she had mentioned wanting to go see him in concert, and so I was just looking to see when and where, and you know all the specifics. And he's, I guess, co-build. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: co-headlining with somebody. A
1: different rapper that I'd never heard of. So I was just looking, you know, background information. Sure. What is this rapper? Uh, Well,
0: who's the the, the rapper that my daughter likes is this guy called NF, and the other guy's name is Logic, right? Those are the two rappers. And I'm going to put it out there, because if any of you, if your kids listen to this, I want you to be aware of this, too. Um, So uh, I like NF. I've told my wife he is, uh, he raps from an anger type of place. Um, because I think he he hasn't got the maturity yet to get past it, and I understand there's a lot of hurt there, so I can't judge that, right? Um, but he is a Christian rapper. He doesn't make any qualms saying that he's a Christian. That he everything he does is for the King of Kings, you know. But he still raps to his emotions, and so it resonates because he doesn't use profanity. He's uh, he's very skillful in in his uh, lyrics and things like that. Well, he's, he's a
1: very good rapper. Yeah,
0: and he's right now he's getting very. I hear. I told you. I hear him at work. Yeah, like
1: he's getting played on.
0: Yeah, on the mainstream. radio because he's not he's not so christian <laughs> The, and this but is they the, can't right that they can't take it they're like man this guy's too christian we can't handle that you know so um he, there's another rapper named lecrae uh they, they kind of fall along the same lines uh, they they look at rap music as an opportunity to speak to people without going in there and what the world considers bible thumping that they're not thumping me on the head with jesus and to some point to some arguments there i don't have a problem you know i mean i listen to a lot of different music my wife knows i do and i listen to stuff that is like a hundred orange county supertones love them they were always my favorite but they were very in your face with the Gospel and you're face with the Scripture—they weren't hiding any of that. Very much like Crowder, um, David Crowder, his newest CD. We listen to that to death. I think it came out like a year or two ago. Um, uh,
1: he made me cry in the car today. But
0: it's—it's so—it's very Jesus-centric. It's—it's—it's it's it's about the love of God, and it is very. Uh, but it's
1: not your traditional no, what but, you would think of as Christian K Love, right? Same beat, yeah, K Love. Anyway, and, so. Know.
0: But it's very in-your-face Christianity. Yeah. And I think when you when I talk about N.F., um, his name's Nate Ferenstein, so it goes by N.F. Um, but when you talk about him, his, his rapping is a little bit more, I want to say darker, kind of angry. Um, because of his, of his situation, I think his mother overdosed on pills and it killed her. Um, so he grew up, you know, he lost his mom when he was a kid. I think he he felt like he was told he was never going to be anything growing up, and so he grew up in this really harsh atmosphere, and it really drove um, it drove him to be a rapper. So anyway, he comes out, he's a rapper, he's he's really good. Uh, my daughter enjoys it. She loves rap music. Uh, she listens to Nate Ferenstein, Toby Mack. Those are about the only rappers I let her listen to because <laughs> I don't because rap music is the, where we're at and what we're talking about. So this, uh, so the logic, logic. Back to him.
1: Who he's touring with?
0: Right. You go ahead and explain logic a little bit.
1: Well, I don't. I had heard the name just in passing on TV shows or whatever, but I had never listened to anything. So I was on YouTube just pulling up some songs. I'm like, you know. Maybe he's another Christian rapper. Yeah,
0: it sounds but logical. I just,
1: you know, you really heard of? Um, n- no, not really.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> just kidding. No. So if your if your kids are wanting to go see um, Nate Faerancy NF and the Logic Tour. I would be real careful about that because The Logic is not Christian music at all. Uh, We pulled up a couple songs on YouTube while we were riding down the road and played them in the car just to kind of of, curse words. Oh, yeah. He was pretty gross um, in a lot of ways.
1: And, you know, it just makes your brain hurt a little bit. You're like, why would NF tour with.
0: Yeah. And that's the question, you know. And I don't, you know, again, I don't try to. If if
1: you want to go. Because you, you said, well, we'll just watch NF and then leave. Right. Well, that's if NF plays first. Yeah. What if he doesn't play first? What if you have to sit through logic and your daughter's sitting there like, what is going on? Like, yeah. With and her eyeballs. You I, know.
0: I think that comes to, you know, I've heard uh, one of my friends, he says uh, he exposes his kids to stuff, not uh, pornography, stuff like that. Bill exposes kids to language and violence and blood and this stuff because when he thinks they're old enough to handle it, which is his, as a parent, that's his, he can do whatever he wants there. And he doesn't, see the, the, um, he doesn't see the need to hide anything from his kids. And I think I, I, I get that. And there's a lot of people out there who feel like uh, I, don't, I want my kids to know things.
1: It's almost like a vaccine. You have to give them a little bit of the vaccine to kind of protect them from the actual.
0: Well, that's why I think that
1: makes sense.
0: I I think that's how he might look at it. He might look at it as I'm going to put it out there and let them absorb it, and slowly they'll get. But I'm of the I'm kind of of the opinion is I don't want them to have it at any point until.
1: But honestly, if we're being honest, they know, hear it she's every probably, day. She's heard that at school. Sure, at school. sure,
0: absolutely. But I think as a parent, it is still your responsibility to limit the contact with that as much as possible. It's just I, like I agree. You know, I and but it and, could be
1: a good mm, conversation.
0: Point. No, and I think it is, and this is this is not to judge the Nate Ferenstein or logic or whatever. You know, this is not to say, hey, Nate, you shouldn't be torn with logic. Whatever you want to do, there, guys, your business you want to go off and and do yeah, that. My yeah. my only concern there, my only my only thing like I told you would be for him is to be very careful because once you get into the realm of sin and once you start hanging out with people who make sin a way of life and there it's, it's acceptable, it it's becomes hard to resist. yes, it becomes a temptation and it becomes easier to fall in line with. Not saying that he can't, not saying that he won't. Um, but I think it, it's something you have to be really, really careful of. And I think you that's be why, vigilant. you know, I think it's why the scripture says, uh, what fellowship had light, uh, with darkness, you know, um, it, it goes on to saying that you can't serve two masters because it's, it's hard. Uh, once you start playing and you start dabbling with sin, man, it can, it's like a plague. It'll grow all over you. And next thing you know, you're doing stuff you shouldn't be doing and you're thinking things you shouldn't be thinking. And, you're looking back and going, "Wow, how did I get here? and then you got to deal with the guilt of knowing that you shouldn't have done that, and I shouldn't have been in that position, and I'll put myself there willingly and so um so the, all, that, all that said, because we're not trying to knock on either one of those guys, I, you know pray for both of them if logic is uh I don't even know the guy's real name, but if he's lost, he needs salvation, he needs Yeshua just as much as anybody else. hopefully Nate Ferenstein can witness to the kid Perhaps. and you know I, and I don't know i don't you know so but that that comes down to us. It comes back to us as parents and followers.
1: What are you okay with?
0: Exactly. Where are yeah. we going to okay. draw the line? Where are we going to say, uh, if if Logic put out a CD and Nate were to uh, do a song with him, would I let my daughter listen to that? No, no, mm-hmm. no. I don't care if Nate's on it or not. I'm not.
1: Even if there's no curse words. Nope. Or no, Still because, not exposing it. Because then she's got to youtube logic right and next thing you know
0: oh man this guy's cool you know so and i'm not saying you know but my point here is is as as christians where are the things in our lives and i'm not saying if you're listening to this and you're thinking man maybe i maybe i do get too much into the world maybe i am too much into the world i need to pull back and i need to separate myself somehow you know i think it it starts with the what are the little things we can do what are the little changes that we can make what are the uh the small things that i can do to um really to give more of my life over to god and more of my life over to christ and to say that these things and you know we talked about lent which is kind of what lent was a little bit about was giving up stuff but it was a whole different idea of i'm going to give something up to affect something to make myself righteous and what what we can do that right what i'm talking about now is not about making myself righteous at all what i'm talking about now is making myself holy unto god the bible says be holy as i am holy um, so there has to be something, some methodology there that we have to follow. And so I think it's to stop playing with sin. You know, I was thinking today, um, I think of a lot of things in my life, and I know you do the same. We think back to times when we had a bad situation or we did something wrong, and it grieves us that we sinned against God. We both deal with that. We know that. If you're a believer, that is part of your life. You, uh, The world doesn't know how how hard we are on ourselves when it comes to what we've done. We don't like our sin, Right. Um, so I was thinking today, you know, the, the how do I fix that? How do I keep from having any grief about doing wrong against God? And it's simply to not do wrong. Choose right and don't do wrong. So, and, and uh, I know that's an easy answer. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yes. uh, don't, a, do, don't do drugs. Yeah, don't, <laughs> listen, kids, don't do. Where'd you Just learn that? No. I learned that about what you'd have. I mean, so, uh, but, and that's truthful, but. But it it really has to be, and I can't. I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and tell people, "Hey, stop going to the movies. Hey, stop watching TV. Hey, stop smoking cigarettes. Hey, stop drinking beer. Hey, stop." You know, I'm not going to tell you that. Um, you, you can you you as much as I know what is sin in your life, and you know what it is. I don't have to point it out. If you're listening to this, you know what your sins are. You know what you're doing when I mean, nobody's looking. You can
1: looking. try to explain it away to other people. Sure. But when you're by yourself, you got that little tickle. And you
0: know. You know. You know, wrong. so the, so my point and my hope is, is that people would walk away from this and say, you know what? I really need to think about that because I really, even if there's one thing, I'm just asking you to to one, one thing, thing in your life, find that one thing and say, I'm going to, I'm going to do right every time when this comes around, you know, for me right now, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm just making it in my head, I'm not watching another R rated movie. Don't want, I'm done with it i mean and it sounds crazy okay, there's gonna be some know. it's a yeah I, I know you didn't i'm just making <laughs> one easy one for me and it's the an easy one i'm not gonna watch any r-rated movies and i am going to watch movies with uh, nudity so i'm done i'm good with that anything How are you
1: gonna know there's nudity in it
0: because they always tell you they have to oh, tell you they? yeah it's always in the in the well, little uh, so tag box it's a little picture. box at the bottom so and the bad thing is when you look at it you're gonna oh but there's so many movies you're gonna miss am i really gonna miss them
1: I miss a whole lot now.
0: Yeah, I'm not missing anything. So, I mean, and that's just a point. That's just one little thing I can do. I mean, you know, you know how I am about music. I don't listen to anything other than Christian music because it just I can't take it. It drives me insane. Um, but it's just one thing to pick out and to say, hey, this is one thing I can I can stop doing. I can give to God. So, um, you know, maybe eventually I get to where I'm saying, hey, there's other things. Maybe I do away with stuff completely and say I don't need to watch tv or i don't need to watch movies anymore i just don't need any of outside influence and it just really gets to me to where it would be interesting to me uh we talk about the passover week you know the week of unleavened bread where we're um we're trying to get that leaven out of the house and we're trying to get the sin out of the house and how much of us as believers who have yeshua and the holy spirit of god dwelling in us we want to get the sin out but we so we hang on to those little crumbs we're hiding we're hiding it under the pillow oh, we don't nobody see ain't nobody gonna see these hot dog buns over here you know i mean it's just it's this, it is. It really is. And so I just my hope this week is just give it a little bit of thought and uh you know, think about some things in your life, the things that you know that you that you should do uh differently, the things that do you that don't honor God, and say to yourself, say, uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and do a little bit different this I'm week. Pick one thing. You know, I'm gonna pray about it and see if the Holy Spirit of God will help me with this. Uh, you know, maybe you've got some major sins in your life, um, some things that people don't know about and you just wanna get away from it and you need to quit it and uh maybe you know what that is too. Um, maybe there needs to be a lot more prayer in your life and you need to find the ways and the keys and the tools of how to avoid, you know, that's the main thing to sin, right? So here's as a Christian, and I'm going to give you, this is the last bit on this episode, but I'll give you a little tidbit here. Um, the hard part is, is it's easy to point the sin out, but it's hard to tell people how to stop it. Um, it's easy to point. It's all It's easy to point at the guy who's addicted to drugs and say, Hey man, those drugs are killing you, right? You need to quit it. Okay. That's easy but how telling him how to quit it and how to stop it and how to get away from it that's the hard part mm-hmm. and i think so many times as christians we're very i know i can be very guilty of that i can look at stuff and say oh they need to stop doing that but at the same time i offer no alternatives as to how um, and so, you know, and there are steps that you're going to have to take to get away from some things in your life. Um, if you've got friends who are not godly, who are, who are dragging you down, who are leading you into bad situations, but they're your friends. How do I get away from, how do I tell my friends I can't hang out with them anymore or that they're an ungodly influence? How do I, do, you know, I could easily point and say, boy, your friends are bad, but how do you get around? So those are the things you have to find. Those are the things you have to, the resources you got to dig into. Um, and you've got to get that, that help to get away from those things because that's you know, when it comes to sin, it'll it's 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 just like fishing, man. It's just hanging on a hook and it's waiting. Mm-hmm. And it's just a little bit and that's all you gotta get a little nibble on it. And next thing you know, you're hooked. So um really really this week think about that. So,
1: mm. Sounds, she like, said, a mm. Mm. Sounds yeah. like a good ending to me.
0: All right. So okay, this has been episode I don't even know. I'm lost. Eleven. No. I'm gonna go with it. Uh <laughs> 12 probably. I think uh, we've got to get we were out of town so I've got to get
1: We're all discombobulated.
0: Yeah this week we're probably going to have three episodes up so that'll be it's going to be a grand week so if you're listening you're going to get a little bit extra this week. So uh, check uh, check us out. Uh, We're going to uh, go ahead and probably get on to the next one here soon. Um, If you want to look at uh, check us out on Facebook, on uh, Twitter we're on there as well. Um, I would encourage all of you there is a a website Open Door I believe it's called Open Door but it's Bibles uh, Bibles to India, Bibles to Muslim countries and nations where you can give a little bit of money, they're going to buy Bibles and they're going to take the gospel to these uh, areas where the church is being persecuted. Please be in prayer for India. Please be in prayer for China. And uh, and please be in prayer for uh, the Middle East as a whole um, because there's a lot of folks there who are uh, really into a lot of false doctrine uh, who don't believe in uh, Jesus, uh, Yeshua, as their Savior, and uh, they really need him. So it's up to us to pray and to uh, help out as much as we can. So uh, from us, we love you, and we hope you're blessed, and we will talk to you later.
1: Uh, bye.